When you think about all of the things that you need to get done today or all the things that you need to get done this week, you ever get a little anxious, a little overwhelmed that like there's just not enough time or you just can't arrange the things so that it's going to happen? Do you get overwhelmed? Today we are back with Erica Diaz-Castro and she's got some tips for you. So she is a life coach for anxious, overwhelmed Christian women and she is giving you three steps to reduce the anxiety around like how do we manage all the things? How do we manage our tasks and our schedules? Erica's got all the tips and all the tricks. You're gonna love it. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is gonna keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Mom podcast. We are back with the second half of my interview with Erica Diaz Castro. So if you haven't heard the first half of the interview, go and check out episode 87, Such Good Stuff. And today we are jumping right in. And I just want to let you know, you will hear my dog barking. So FYI. All right, here we go. Like how can we look at time management from that biblical perspective? I think about before I was just telling someone today, I have a life before Christ. I had a life before Christ. So my BC is before Christ in my life. And I think back to those times when I was walking alone and not with the Lord. And I honestly, and I don't know that this is that everyone is going to be able to relate. Cause some of y'all been saved since you were like five years old and bless you. Like I, I sometimes wish that was my testimony. Cause I think I would have been, I would have been out of a lot of issues, but for me, I had a whole life before Christ. And so when I think about time and anxiety around that, like I can't handle it the same way I used to before I knew the Lord. So mm-hmm. I, I think about what does God want me to do? Most of all, like first and foremost, he wants me to be in fellowship with him. That's like before anything, before I go and evangelize, like I need to be right with him. Mm -hmm. So I turned to him, which was the opposite of what I used to do. I used to turn to substances. I used to turn to people. I used to turn to social media. Now I walk with him. So when I feel like I'm at my wits end, I was telling you before, I will cancel everything and just be in the word mm-hmm. because I, I can't anymore. Otherwise, I'll go and do the things I used to do. Yeah. And I, I can't do that. You know, I'm I the Lord has brought me too far to go back. It would be too far to go. I would still turn to him because there's still there, it's just been so much. So the first and foremost 
place and thing and every, everything is to be with the Lord. And where do we go to be with him is his word, praying, yeah. praying scripture, memorizing scripture, singing scripture. I know the other day, this was not this Wednesday that just passed, but last Wednesday, I was at that point where I just had a rough day and I was like, man, I just need to be with you tonight. My husband was working in a place far away. So he had to travel and a place far away. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I don't have any, any reason not to be with God today, you know? So I spent some time just journaling. I started journaling. If you're a journaler, if you like writing, do that. Just be journaling your prayers. And I'm, I'm journaling and I start, I have this sense to just start worshiping. And I grew up Catholic and in Catholic church, they sing certain songs in between the, you know, the, the readings that they do. So it's like the first reading from wherever, then they sing a song and they do the second reading in case anyone's ever never been to Catholic church. And one of the songs goes, holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power, God of might." heaven and earth are full of your glory. That's how it sounds too. It sounds real. Like, unless you have an opera singer in there, it just sounds dull. And I was like, I don't want to sing dull for you, Lord. It sounded good when you sang it. Oh, well, thank you. I tried to make it my own the other day. Not right now, but I was like, Lord, I'm going to worship you with that because it's just coming to me, but I'm going to make it sound good. So I start singing and I'm like, is that from scripture? Like, where'd they get that? And I go into my Bible app and I search holy, holy, holy. And I find the exact, almost the exact words um, to what I was singing. And it's in Isaiah chapter six. And there it's the seraphim who are singing and they say, I'm going to read it for you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And that's essentially what that little hymn was singing. Right. And I, I had spent that time asking for forgiveness because I knew that I wasn't spending as much time with the Lord. I knew I wasn't praying for people as much as I I normally do and want to. I was like lacking passion and I was complaining Mm -hmm. to the Lord and I felt negative and I was worried about things that I shouldn't be worried about and like logically don't make sense, you know? And I spent all that time journaling in repentance. Like I was repenting and asking for forgiveness. And would you know that song comes to mind? I sing it. I come into this scripture and I read ahead because I'm like, now I need to know what happens. And the seraphim. So Isaiah says, woe to me. I cried, I am ruined for I am a man of unclean lips. And I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord God almighty. And then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. And it was like God talked, spoke straight to me. Yes, right. That's exactly what you needed. Because I was just repenting. And he, and then that comes to mind and all these things. And I'm like, I know that that wasn't a coincidence. Yeah. And I know that all this worry that I'm feeling, I'm not the only person, but I, I can't be the only person to, to turn to you. And so I would say to you, if you are struggling with anxiety and you're like, I have so much to do, honestly, I would reset and start with being with God. Yeah. 
because every time I do that, only good comes from it. And my priorities are super straight after that. Yeah. And if there's a worry, it is combated with God's word. You know, like there's nothing better. I don't like, I look back on to, um, I, it's like, I almost can't even look back to uh, before I was saved. Cause I feel like my, my journey was like, Oh, I'm saved. And then I, and I lost my way. And then I'm like saved, you know, I know once you're saved, yeah. you're saved, but losing yeah. your way. So it's like hard for me to think of like, what did I do before the Lord? Because I mm. know like talking, like talking to you, and how you were in that place. Like I come to that place. Like we were talking about it earlier. I was in this place recently. Like, why do I feel this way? Like, why do I feel so anxious? Why does everything feel so off? And it's when I'm not walking with the Lord, the way that I was like, you just need yeah. to be filled up every day. And it's like, you need to refill. Like I, and I wonder what do people do that don't know the Lord? Oh my gosh. Oh, I can tell you <laughs> it's nothing good. It's so heavy. It's so heavy. And, and just remembering, so I, I gave my life to the Lord and like, it's weird how it happened. So I, it was like Christmas Eve on in 2012 and I was in the shower and I had forsaken God like five years before that, because something happened and I thought that he abandoned me, but really I never actually walked with him. Mm -hmm. And so I remember thinking tomorrow's Jesus birthday, but it was the first time I ever called it that since like I was a kid. And then suddenly I was overcome with this remorse of like, oh my gosh, I have walked without you and done everything I could to avoid you. And I'm so sorry. And then I accepted Jesus in my heart, but I didn't have a, an example of what it looked like after that. So I kind of wandered off anyway for another couple of years. Yeah. And then my aunt, had invited me to her church. I ended up going to church with her several times, it ends up being like up the block from my house. So I think she planned that, but it was perfect because it was, it was like, I had no excuse. So I was going and I loved going third time comes. There's like an altar call. If you don't know the Lord, you are a sinful person. The only way to be redeemed and regenerated is this way. You need Jesus. Jesus wants to be in your life raise your hand if you're saying yes. And I was just like, tears, it's not raise my hand. And I promise I was never the same again. Yeah. I decided I'm going to read my Bible and know what that thing says. Cause I have no idea what it says. And when I started reading God's word, I started to see how much of what I thought was true. Wasn't what, how much of what I found comfort in was actually like enslaving me mm -hmm. and how much I relied on myself and how unreliable I am, you know, yes. like that's another thing that we sometimes don't like to admit is like, we're not that reliable, no. even if we are disciplined, like our feelings are all over the place. Sometimes how can a person who's has so many feelings changing so fast, be reliable, right? Yeah, I totally agree. Cause we're like, we were both talking about like the self-discipline, like, yeah, we're pretty disciplined person people, Yeah, but I also like, I can't rely on myself. Like every time I try to do it every, like just recently me and my husband had realized things 
in our house had to change. Like our kids are at a certain age and we just needed to like restructure some things. They needed to have some more responsibility. And so, okay, what do I do? Yeah. I make a bunch of, of schedules and routines and I'm like, all right, this is how we're <laughs> shifting. Right. And, uh, but I didn't take it to the Lord. Like some of the things, like I knew, I knew that it was from the Lord that they needed some more discipline, mm-hmm. but I didn't do it in the Lord's way. Right. I yes. did it in my own way. And then I ended up just like a hot mess because yeah. I'm like not reliable. Like I just, I wasn't consistent. Like I couldn't even be consistent because the minute it started to like, like, obviously they're not going to be great at it. It's something I'm introducing brand new, yeah. but the minute like they start to like really push back, I'm like, oh, well, or whatever. Like what yeah. they like, yeah. oh, well, and the next day I'd be like, no, we're doing this, but yeah. I was consistent. I wasn't reliable at all. And it was a hot mess. Yeah. Yeah. The minute I took it to the Lord, I realized it was his strength, not mine. Mm. You know, like he's going to give me the patience when they push back. He's going to give me the wisdom to realize like, okay, do I need to let loose or do I need to tighten up or whatever it needs to be? Like, I just literally couldn't do it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. You, we have to pray that the Lord will give us the onboarding process. (laughs) Yeah. It's so true. And there's this book I read it was by Francis Schaeffer called the Lord's work in the Lord's way. And the premise of the book essentially is that the biggest threat to the church is not progressiveness or this or that, or whatever. It's actually the body of Christ doing God's work in their own way. And when I started to think about how many things the Lord has given me a yes on, and I just ran with it, instead Mm -hmm. of turning to him and asking for the how I started to realize, like, I still like, sometimes you think you've arrived, right? Like, Oh, I'm doing good. Yeah. And you get that reality check. It's like, just kidding. Yeah. Right. It's the minute that you start to think that you arrived, that you did it, that the Lord is like, Oh, actually like I did it through you. Like that was me. And you start to be like taking all the credit and that's when it starts to crash and burn. Yes. 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 There's a lot of yes. And I just, you are confirming something for me that I was praying about. So shout out to God for connecting us. Yes. I love when he does that. All right. So wrapping up, if you could give us some like practical steps, Mm -hmm. how can my listeners really, you know, what are some steps they can take to reduce their anxiety Mm -hmm. when it comes to their time, their tasks and their schedules? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would number one, have a daily like huddle with God. So in corporate America, big teams or even small teams get together at the start of a day, at least the most effective teams that I've ever been a part of were the ones that got together and they, they kind of brainstormed what was happening, what had changed since the day before. And then they would get together and have a meeting of the minds and then have a plan for the rest of the day and then kind of check in on each other. Right. So essentially what I'm inviting you to do is to do that with God, to start your day. And in this like morning huddle, you're shouting him out, bringing him all the praise, giving him thanks, and then asking what he wants you to do. And I think that when you do that, you start to think less about your plan and start to shift your mind to mm-hmm. what his plan might be and be open to the fact that it might actually be different. So that's the first thing. The second thing I would do tactically is 
create some like gap in your day where no matter what happens, you're going to open up your Bible and digest, not just read, not gloss over, but like digest God's word. Even if it's two verses, Mm -hmm. right? Like even if all you, you take in is two verses, you have picked apart those verses and know what, what it is that God is saying, not what you want it to say, not what you think it's saying, but like, you know, no, no. And that might mean that you are looking up words, right? Blueletterbible.org is going to help you. Um, it might mean that maybe you're reaching out to a friend who, who might be further along in their walk. And you're like, Hey, have you ever thought about this first? What do you think? What, what can I glean from you? Right. But you're not just taking it and like checking it off your to-do list. I would say, um, like to be is what not to do. Don't treat Bible study. Don't treat time in God's word, like a to-do list item. Cause it's not. And then the third and final thing that I'll share with you today is that you should, you not that you should, but you really benefit from knowing what brings up worry for you and bring that specific thing to the Lord in prayer and get a group of believers around you to also pray over you in that area because awareness is is a really, really great thing. And then doing something in the spiritual realm with that awareness is an even greater thing. So yeah. Yeah. Three-step battle plan. I love that. Speaking about like just the awareness, like we just had, I mentioned that we had a prayer meeting before we came on and it was like so many of the women were talking about like making bringing awareness to the lies that the enemy is speaking over them, like Mm -hmm. that you don't have enough time to do what Mm -hmm. God is telling you to do that, you know, you're not a good enough enough mom or whatever the lies are, but like bringing awareness to that. Right. And I think like what you're saying is, you know, being aware of what stresses you out a lot of times is bringing awareness to the lies that the enemy has over you. Right. And bringing that to the Lord, you need to have those people praying over you over that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not to be judgmental toward yourself, like don't condemn yourself just because you're aware of something, you know, I think when you remember who God is, you remember that he's not trying to, to like nail you to the cross, you know, like Jesus already took on our sin and died in our place so that we wouldn't be condemned. Right. Romans one chapter, Romans chapter one, verses 16 and 17. That's like a major theme of the Bible. And it says, that very thing, you know, I think so much of the things that we are realizing about ourselves lead us to feel shame and guilt and all this Mm -hmm. heaviness. And we don't need to be in that, you know, that leads to depression that leads to, you know, even, even worse things than that. So be okay with the fact that you're imperfect because the grace of God covers you. And there's, there's even more grace where that came from, you know? Amen. I loved our conversation. That's so good. Erica, where can everybody find you? Well, this was really good. I, sometimes we get on podcasts and, and we don't know what's going to happen. This was real good. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for having me. Thanks. If y'all have listened to the end, thank you. Um, if you want to connect with me, herrenewedstrength.com, um, you can find everything, the podcast, we have a free community for Bible study. We do quarterly inside of a Facebook group. It's kind of like a little Bible study container. And we're going to be going through 
Esther, I'm teaching Esther line by line in June. So that's nice. a four week study and it's free, free 99. So come on over and the podcast, hurry new strength, the podcast, I've got a time management basics series going on right now, and I'll be hosting a masterclass coming up in a, a little bit. So if this is going live before May 17th, join me, hurrynewstrength.com forward slash free workshop, and you can join the masterclass. We're going to go over time management foundations and Christ-centered productivity. Perfect. I love that. That's so good. That's Silas's birthday, the 17th, oh. so I will definitely remember that. Yes. Catch a replay if you're not available, and yeah. hopefully you guys do something really fun. Oh, I'm sure we will. He's making a list, but I hope that you all check Erica out. I'm going to leave all of the links and all the stuff in the show notes so you can find her easily. And I just want to close in prayer. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for bringing people together and the conversations that you have, Lord, the way that you use uh, people to encourage each other, Lord. It's just amazing, Lord, that all of this is ordained and you have all of these steps planned out and you just use us all to encourage and uplift and teach. And it's always in the right timing. And I just praise you for that. I praise you for that. And I just ask that any women listening here today that are feeling anxious, that are feeling overwhelmed, that are that are overwhelmed with their schedules, trying to fit it all in, Lord, that they just come to you, that they that you put it on their hearts, Lord, to just stop and come to you and lean into you and ask you for guidance, Lord, and forget all the other stuff and just do that first because we know that you will lead them in the right direction. Lord, you are so faithful and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Erica. Thank you.